When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. All right. Well, the passing of a Hollywood sitcom legend. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we'll get to uh, that story here in a minute. First, let's begin this hour's e-news with Demi Lovato this morning. Yeah, well, Demi Lovato issued her first statement since being hop- uh, hospitalized for her overdose a couple of weeks ago. And she's coming out and just saying she's got to continue. She must continue to overcome things that she has not overcome yet. She thanked all of her fans uh, for the positive thoughts and prayers. She thanks her family, her friends, the medical staff for all of their support. And she's saying, right now I need the time to heal and focus on my sobriety and the road to recovery. Hmm. Yep. It says, the love that all of you have shown for me will never be forgotten. And I look forward to the day where I can say I came out on the other side. I will keep fighting. All right. So I guess she's headed to rehab, too. Yeah, sounds like it. All right. Meanwhile... The facts of life. The facts of life. Right. There's a time you gotta go and show you. Charlotte Ray from Different Strokes. And uh, it's spin off The Facts of Life. She passed away yesterday. She was 92 years old. And uh, she played Edna Garrett, a.k.a. Mrs. G, on both shows. She got an Emmy nomination for Best Actress in a Comedy in 1982. Uh, she also did two Facts of Life TV movies. Her last acting role was in the 2015 movie Ricky and the Flash. Wow, just three years ago. Yeah, no word on a cause of death yet, but she was diagnosed with bone cancer last year. And, well, she is 92. Uh, so, yeah. You know, coincidentally, just two days before Charlotte Ray passed away, uh, Facts of Life reboot was announced that Leonardo DiCaprio... And Jessica Beale of all people, are developing. Are they going to be in it? Is that a sign? I don't think they're actually going to be on the show. They're just executive producers. Uh-huh. But uh, we're told it's a modern take on the story, which was a, about a house mother and her students. Uh, there's no indication that any of the former stars would be back. Apparently, Charlotte didn't want any part of it anyway, so... Uh, I don't think it would have mattered, but uh, the show originally ran on NBC from 1979 to 1988. There were... I remember watching it when I was little. We yeah. loved it. We loved Tootie and Natalie. And Blair and, Blair. and Joe. Yes, and George Clooney was on it. He was. It was one yeah. of his early acting roles. Aww. So Charlotte Ray gone at the age of 92, which, you know, it's not funny, but it is kind of funny because, I mean, I thought she was up there when the show was on the air. I 
I thought she, she'd been she gone. Was. Until recently, I thought she had been gone yeah. like 20 years. She so. is one of those people that you look to, if you look back, you're like, oh my God, Mrs. Garrett was always like this older woman. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Patrick Stewart making a big announcement about the Star Trek franchise. And the Brady Bunch house, Lance Bass, thought he had it, but then it was taken away from him. We'll fill you in on the details. I have spent a lot of time recently watching Star Trek The Next Generation, including episodes I'd never seen before, which was fun and exciting. And gradually it became clearer and clearer to me that the power of that show... The success of that show, the benefits that it gave. I have never, ever grown tired of hearing from people who stop me in the street or in a restaurant. Well, no, I don't like being interrupted while I'm eating. (laughs) But who say to me, your show changed my life. Without Star Trek, the next generation. I might not be here. And that lies at the very center of what I have to tell you now. Jean-Luc Picard is back. (laughs) Yeah, the the rumors are true. Patrick Stewart is coming back to star in a new Star Trek show where where he will reprise his role as Captain Jean-Luc Picard from The Next Generation, which... um, was the only Star Trek I ever really got into. You like, liked that one, didn't you? Yeah, I actually thought that one was pretty good. I would see reruns of the original, you know, with Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock, but uh, it was before my time, and I never really connected to it. And um, and then, like, there were other ones after the next generation, like Deep Space Nine and Voyager. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And all those, I, I just, I don't know, there was just something about this one that I really liked. And I got to tell you, I think his character was a big part of the reason I was really into it. I, I think I just really liked him, and I thought that the writing was strong and the the sci-fi stuff was really just a backdrop to you know relationships and just very current relevant social issues uh patrick stewart has not played this role for like 16 years it ran for seven seasons from 1987 to 1994 and then he did like four star trek movies um would you say he's 78? Yeah, I just looked it up. He's 78 years old. Could yeah. you imagine starting a huge project like that at, at almost 80? You would hope you would be just sitting pretty in your retirement. Got to keep that mind strong. Yeah. Right. Evidently he is. So, you know, good for him. That's great. Uh, the new show will be a spinoff of the CBS All Access show Star Trek Discovery, and it will also air on CBS's streaming service. 
Uh, there's no title yet, but it'll be about, I guess, the next chapter of Picard's life. Are you going to watch since you're a fan? I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. And we'll see. Put it in the queue. Whether and I hang in there or not is a different story. There's no premiere date yet, but we'll keep an eye on it. Yes. Well, this is a very interesting story. Lance Bass had a very emotional weekend. He really, really, really wanted to buy the Brady Bunch house. Do you guys remember we talked about it last week? The mm-hmm. Brady Bunch house, where they shot the exteriors. So the iconic house that you yeah. see in all of the Brady Bunch episodes, that house still stands today. The trees are a little bit bigger. There's a few minor alterations. It's got a fence there that wasn't there. But for the most part, it's it is intact. It's, it's the same skin and bones of the original Brady Bunch house that we would see every week on yeah, TV. Yeah, and it went on the market, I believe, last week sometime, and Lance Bass really wanted to buy it. Well, the asking price was uh, $1.8 million. $1.8 million. Right, and he was like, you know what? I'm sure there's going to be a bidding war, so I'm just going to go in. So Lance Bass goes in, and he bids up front $3 million. Oh, no kidding. Right, so he didn't want to have the bidding war. He was like, let me just give you the money. Well, he was told later after the auction or whatever had closed that he was the winning bidder are you freaking kidding me? no and he was super excited about it but then after the deadline had passed he found out a hollywood studio came in and outbid him and stole the house right out from underneath him really oh, yeah isn't that kind of crazy this? what would a studio want with that house aside from just the exterior you don't have to buy a house to shoot exteriors i don't know but here's the thing he was uh talking about it in one of his instagram posts he said he was willing to go even higher but he didn't really know but then he was told that the buyer would outbid him every time and they had unlimited resources wow i know so they really really wanted it for some i don't know reason It'd be one thing if you were battling some other individual who was really excited to live there. Right. Like if but you knowing, and I were putting our money yeah. together. <laughs> but knowing that it's just a some corporate entity that's going to say, we're going to outbid you. I don't know. Yeah. That, that would make me a little more irritated. It doesn't matter how much you're going to go in. We're going to win. Yeah. yeah, I think so. He's actually heartbroken about it because he really did want to own it. Well, I, I've not taken any selfies in front of that house, but I've actually gone to that house and taken pictures of it in the neighborhood. You know, it's it's very much like the like the, the houses in that neighborhood are not going for that much money. So uh, not three million dollars. No, I mean at best, you know, maybe a million, million and a half on the very high end. So I mean, imagine what this does to the comps in that neighborhood, uh, right? <laughs> Everyone else is like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe they are gonna use it for something. Like maybe they're gonna rebuild the inside of the house to look like the real Brady Bunch house and then turn it into a museum. That's crazy. They said that. Like, physically, it's impossible for the inside of that house to reflect. Oh. Yeah, because it's so much smaller. I think it's less than 2,000 square feet or something like that, and there's no way that you could pack, you know, six kids and, you know, mom and dad and Alice Alice plus the dog. And the dog. And when Walter came to live, wasn't that his name, the cousin? (laughs) But one of the things that they did with the house is they added a window. Like, if you're looking at the house on the left-hand side of the house... They stuck this fake imaginary window to make it seem like there was an extra floor that didn't actually exist. Oh, where like where they would go upstairs to the bedrooms. That's exactly. not really there. No. Oh. So when you go and you visit the house, the window's missing. And you're like, where'd the window go? Did they fill up the window? Nope. It was just a fake window that they had put up for the uh, for the TV exteriors. Huh. Yeah, just to make it look like it was bigger than it was. It's actually really small when you see it in person.
All right. Well, that's great. Good for the neighbors in that. Yeah. For the cops in that neighborhood, right? Yeah. That's pretty cool. All right. 645. That is your latest e-news. I know what a bummer. I didn't think there'd be a bidding war. I thought 1.8 million was high. Yep. Boy, over $3 million, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. For the Brady Bunch house. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.